Welcome to the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. I'm Ryan Sanderson, and every week I lead you through the world of Alberta barbecue and beyond, bringing you stories of the amazing people in and around the barbecue culture. This podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen in. I appreciate the gift of your time, and I hope I can entertain you for a little bit. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe on your favorite podcatcher, and I'd love it if you'd leave a rating and review. And now, on with this week's show. Hello, Eat More Barbecue family, and thank you for tuning in to Canada's longest-running barbecue podcast. I am very, very excited to bring you episode number 150. It has been almost three years since I started this podcast journey, and it has been an amazing one. I've met so many incredible people and seen some amazing, amazing sights around this wonderful province of ours. I've been pushed out of my comfort zone at times, and the great thing is that the landing has always been a soft one. I've been reminded again and again that barbecue people are some of the best people around. There have been a few examples where I was reluctant to reach out to someone who would be considered a big deal or a celebrity in barbecue circles, only to have them reply right back to me and to be interested in coming on the show. I want to take a moment here to say thank you. First off, to my family, my amazing wife Lisa, for putting up with my shenanigans and not for not making a fuss about taking the time... Uh, away from the family it takes to follow this podcasting adventure. To my girls, Jillian and Amelia, for coming on the show from time to time, for tagging along on podcast road trips, and for helping out with video when it's needed. Thanks to the Alberta Podcast Network for providing the financial support. That has made it easier for me to continue with this podcast, and that has allowed me to make technology upgrades to provide you all with a better listening experience. Thanks to Rob Reinhardt with Prairie Smoke and Spice. Rob has been a frequent guest on the show and is the original sponsor of this podcast going back to year one. Your constant support is always appreciated. To each and every guest that has come on the show, thank you for adding your stories to this awesome barbecue mosaic we've been able to create. Thanks to Alan Horbin for providing the music you've heard in the background on every episode. Alan is a good friend and a talented musician, and I'm looking forward to being able to get together with him hopefully soon, to record some new riffs to work into the show once we're allowed to do that sort of thing again. And finally, thank you to each and every one of you that listens to the show. Whether you're checking it out for the first time or if you've listened to every episode, I cannot find the words to express what it means to me, that there are folks out there interested in what I have to say and interested in listening to the stories I try and share. As I was writing this, I took a look at my podcast stats on SoundCloud, on SoundCloud sorry, where I host the show, And over the past 12 months, I've had folks listen to the podcast in all corners of the globe. It boggles my mind to think that at least one person on every continent other than Antarctica, of course, has listened to this podcast. I'm humbled and I thank you. For episode 150, we're taking it back to where it all began, Patty's Barbecue and Brewery here in Calgary. Almost three years ago, I sat down with the namesake, Patty, for episode one. The restaurant was just a few months old at the time, and it's been great to see them grow and adapt. Patty's parents are running the joint now, and it's great to sit down with Jordan a few weeks back to record this episode and to talk about some of the changes they've gone through over the past three years. Thinking back on it next to my basement, I'm pretty sure I've recorded more episodes of the podcast at Patty's than anywhere else, at least seven that I can think of off the top of my head. So thank you to them for always being gracious hosts. 
Have you checked out After the Cook live on YouTube every Tuesday and also in podcast form on all your favorite podcatchers? Eat More Barbecue Digital Media is pleased to be helping with the production of, of the podcast version of the show. To find out how Eat More Barbecue Digital Media can help you with consulting, recording, voice work, or full production, email us at eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com. That music you're hearing in the background is one of two new original compositions by my friend Alan Horbin, who has graciously provided all of the music you hear on this podcast. Check him out on YouTube. That's Alan with one L, Horbin, H-O-R-A-B-I-N. He's a great guy and a very talented musician, and I appreciate his support of the show. This portion of the Eat More Barbecue podcast is brought to you by ATB Financial. Are you looking for a way to give back? ATB Cares makes it easy for all Albertans to support the causes they care about. Donate to your favorite charity through ATB Cares, and ATB will match 20% of every dollar donated to eligible Albertan charities. To learn more and donate, visit atbcares.com. Welcome back, everybody, another episode of the podcast. and uh, Kind of really excited to be back here where it all started. It was close to three years ago now. I sat down here to record what would become episode number one of uh, the podcast at Patty's Barbecue and Brewery. Uh, the man across the table is different uh, today, but uh, <laughs> back uh, here and uh, really excited. Uh, Jordan, welcome to the podcast and episode number 150. Thanks for doing this with me. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be back, actually. Yeah. And that's kind of cool. Number one. Yeah. Well, that would have been my son, Patty. That was with Patty. Yeah. 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 Way back. Of course, uh, I taught him everything he knows. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Of course. So, yeah. So let's, uh, just before we get into what's going on here, just a little background about yourself. Uh well, basically, um, oh gosh, uh, I was trying to tell someone the other day, is that, you know, and 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 you're talking to a you're talking to a millennial, for instance, and I'm telling him, okay, I opened my first restaurant in 1979, and I tried to do the math in my head, and I got lost. <laughs> so uh, I'm over 40 years in the food business, right? Which is quite a milestone. Mm-hmm, trying absolutely. to survive in this business. Uh, a lot of it just means you just keep reinventing yourself, and I've done that over the years. But uh, over forty years in the business, yeah, it's it's it is considerable. Yeah, yeah, you can tell. I mean, you don't have a lot of hair yourself. No, I'm uh, no, yeah. no. But, <laughs> yours is gray, mine and my, is gone. Mine, mine's gray and fluffy, you know. So yeah, uh, uh, I I've earned it, you know. Plus now I tell everyone, you know, uh, I don't do an age thing. I just say, you know, the government now pays me to be old, so that'll give you an indication of where I sit. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And most of your uh, experience has been kind of on the catering side of things, right? On the catering side. Well, yeah. when I first started out, it was it was a, a, a dining room. Okay? Yeah, okay. And it's funny, over 40 years ago, so 1979, uh, I actually opened a restaurant. Uh, Nouvelle Cuisine was big back then. Okay. Yeah. Nouvelle Cuisine is, uh, it was a play on some of the fancy French dishes where you had a thick sauce, but what you did was you thickened this sauce with blended fruit. Okay. So, for instance, you might do a chicken dish with a curry, mm-hmm. but you would blend apple with the curry and create a sauce using fruit. Okay. Very light, very flavorful. And the other thing was, we, of course, were fully licensed. So right. I wanted to do something different. And uh, back then, 
I think a year earlier, the first wine bar in Canada opened up in Toronto. Okay. And I was enamored with that. I thought, God, wine by the glass? Yeah. You know, give okay, me a yeah. break. Yep. And it wasn't wine by the jug, you know. So I opened up what was going to be, you know, a Nouvelle Cuisine restaurant with a variety of 30 different wines available by the glass. Mm-hmm. And then to top it off, then you think cocktails. Cocktails are big now. Yeah. Well, over 40 years ago, I was making wine cocktails. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and I had a lot of fun with that. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, and then I think about it now when I go out to a restaurant and I can barely get three, three different glasses of wine by the glass. Right. You know. And yet, over 40 years ago, I was doing over 30. Yeah. So I don't know whether the food industry has gone forward or backwards. Yeah, who knows, huh? <laughs> yeah. And you started out in Ontario, right? In Ontario, yeah. Yep. So uh, when you think about it, back then, to get a liquor license, to give you an idea, uh, they, uh, the uh, well, it would have been the LCBO or whatever the licensing right, branch yep. was. I was like 25 years old. Mm-hmm. So what they did was they sent out detectives okay, okay. Yep. from the local police force to go interview your neighbors. Oh. Okay. So you got these two guys in, in, in uh, you know, double-knit Fortrell suits with wide, you know, horrible-looking ties <laughs> going around talking to all my neighbors trying to dig up the dirt on me. Am right. I an upstanding citizen? You know, la, sure. la, la. Yeah. So, and to get the license was a lot longer process. It was months. You know, because you had to go through this. You you basically had to pass the test with the local police department. Yep. God knows I passed the test. I don't know how. Somehow, yeah. (laughs) Because I was no saint. Yeah, I guess the neighbors liked you enough. Neighbors liked me, yeah. yeah. Well, that was the other thing, is trying to explain to the neighbors, no, I did not rob a bank. Yeah. No, I'm just. not in trouble. <laughs> yeah. You know, that yeah. was just, I just want a liquor license. Yeah. And back in those days, too, uh, everything was so strict. I mean, you could not stand up and carry your own glass. Oh, yeah. Okay. You could not stand up and drink. You mm-hmm. had to sit down. Uh, bars that you see saw that have this fancy kick rail on them mm-hmm. that you could put your foot on. Right. Well, if you built a bar with that, you had to take the kick rail off or they wouldn't give you your license. Oh, wow. Because that denoted standing up. Standing up, up. okay. Even though if you had a bar stool and you just used it to stick your feet on, mm-hmm. no. Didn't, uh, wow. So, and then you had to have a server, you know, pick up the drinks. It's almost reminiscent now, mm-hmm. okay, we've come back, you know, with COVID regulations. Yes, yeah. You know, customers are not allowed to carry their own alcohol. Right. Yeah. Servers have to take their alcohol. So I don't know what that's all about. Yeah. Seriously. Yep. Anyways, that's how I got started. Uh, getting into the catering was about a mid-90s okay. segue. And again, that was brought about by the market at the time. Uh, I was getting older, mm-hmm. and the older you get, you realize that your staff are young enough to be your kids, and then you, you start to lose touch. Right. But yep. Turned out I was an awesome caterer, yeah. you know, and you didn't have to have a storefront necessarily. Mm-hmm. Yep. The hours were better. Yep. If you didn't want to work on a weekend, you just told people, sorry, we're yeah. full. Don't take, don't take yeah. any bookings. So and... I became an awesome caterer, yeah. and that was really great. Then my son, Patty, took over the business, right. and then we decided to do the barbecue and brewery mm-hmm. in a building that we own. Right. So it was just a renovation. Yep. So what we've got now is about 5,600 square feet. Mm-hmm. We have a warehouse, a brewery, you know, a barbecue. Yep. Uh, and we've got owners now are myself and my wife. My yep. son has gone off to do different things. Right. And uh, it's just us. Yeah. Yeah. Back, uh, back, back, in, a, back in a restaurant. Yeah, that's funny because, <laughs> Full uh, circle. you know, uh, 
because radio and you can't see, uh, we're older. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Our staff are all 20 and 30 somethings, you know. Yes. The 20 somethings could be my grandchildren. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. But a lot of the people we've got coming in, I've got these two guys that come in, you know, about my vintage. And they say, listen, you know, the reason we, why we come in here, you know, we love the food. Yep. We love the beer. But also it's because of you and your wife. Right. Okay. It's refreshing to be able to come into a restaurant mm-hmm. and they're all, all children. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, uh, certainly the, the craft beer. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a younger crowd. Uh, it is a young crowd. A lot crowd. of younger people doing it. And so it's. But uh, it is yeah. amazing. Yeah. You know, the people my age and mm-hmm. I grew up. You know, at the Trade Winds Hotel in Calgary. <laughs> yep. Okay. Drinking cheap draft beer, 20 cents a glass. Yep. You just order a table full. Yep. I don't even remember what it was, but it was probably either a Labatt's product yep. or a Molson's product. Yep. And uh, personally, I drank uh, Lethbridge Pilsner. Yeah. Okay. Pilsner, yeah. I'll never forget. I moved you, you to sure Toronto. you're not from Saskatchewan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never forget the time I moved to Toronto and I came into a bar and I went and ordered a pill. I got a Labatt's Blue. I go, this isn't Pill. Yep. They said, well, this is our Pilsner. Right. It's Labatt's Blue Pilsner. And I go, it's not Pilsner. <laughs> it, it may be a Pilsner, <laughs> but it's not Pilsner. Pilsner. It's not my Pilsner. <laughs> yep. Anyways, that, that's, that, that was how I grew up. But anyways, yeah. it's funny, these two old guys, two old guys, yeah, yeah. <laughs> coming in here and, and saying, this is why we love coming in here. Not oh, just good, the food, yeah. but... Yep. Because, you know, you guys are here, mm-hmm. and you're here, and you're working. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, when did you make the move from Ontario to Alberta? Oh, gosh. Um, be mid-'80s. Okay. Yeah. And, again, what it was was uh, it's funny because uh, my family was all out here, all my siblings. So I okay. got two sisters and a brother. My mother was yep. here then. She's passed away since. But, anyways, uh, I came out for my younger sister's wedding. I ah. gave her away. Yep. Okay. And I came out with my youngest son, Patty. Patty, yeah. was like a year and a half. Just a little, yep. Left my wife at home with a newborn, mm-hmm. our second son. Mm-hmm. And I got out here, and darn if I didn't get homesick. Okay. I came back, which was home for yep. me, Yeah. and uh, I, I got homesick. Yeah. So I went back to Ontario, and I said, listen, what do you think about mm-hmm. going to Calgary? Yeah. My wife broke into tears, you know, at the thought of a move because she had just had a newborn. Yep. Yeah. And anyways, I just said, you know, it's just, I'm, I'm getting really tired. I, I've had fun with the restaurants. Yeah. We had two at the time, mm-hmm. and but now I really like to go home. So we worked towards selling the businesses, yep. and um, basically we moved back to Calgary. So you were from here originally? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I see it. Well, you know, it's, it's like, I, if, if the truth be known, I'm American. Okay. Because mm-hmm. my dad was in the oil and gas business. Ah, yes, okay. And I was born in uh, Los Angeles, California. Oh, look at that, okay. Yeah. And uh, he was stationed there with Fluorocorp okay. for a Fleur, couple yeah. of years. Yeah. So I moved up to Canada at the age of two. Ah, so. So, yeah. So yeah. do I remember a lot no, of... Probably uh, not, yeah. South Pasadena? <laughs> no. <laughs> not a bad spot to be from. Not a bad spot. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So uh, basically, there was a point I had more years in Ontario than I yeah. did. But I always describe myself as Calgarian because yeah. this is where I grew up. Sure, you know, absolutely. I went to school yeah. here. Uh, you end up with roots. I mean, mm-hmm. I grew up in Calgary of the 60s, okay? Uh, you know, the buses were all trolley buses. Yeah. Uh, L. Veden House downtown was yeah. the biggest building at, what, seven stories right. or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, 
everything yeah. was kinder and gentler. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd go down. I took music lessons somewhere on Eighth Avenue, uh, close to the bay. Yep. Uh, then I'd finish my music lessons after getting my knuckles wrapped. That was back in the day where the teacher <laughs> well, they could made, do that. They yeah. could do that. Yep. Then I'd go down to the Woolworths and you know buy a hot chocolate. You know. And, yep. Yeah. 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 Look, look at the good old. Yeah, it was days. different. Uh, different times for different sure. Different yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, coming back to Calgary, I really wanted to not. I had two young children. Mm-hmm. I really didn't want to get back into the restaurant business because right. that's, you know, it's two tough, in the morning. You're closing gig, yeah. up. And I thought, you know what? I want to try to have a normal life. Mm-hmm. So I tried to set up a shingle, which I did. I set up a shingle as a consultant. I mm-hmm. thought, I've got experience here. Well, mm-hmm. Let's do this. So I got a few jobs. Uh, SO Resources hired me to do a cafeteria up at Cold Lake. Yep. This was in February. You ever been to Cold Lake, Alberta, I have, in February? I've never been to Cold Lake, but oh, I, uh, I know why it's uh, called cold. So <laughs> I had rented a car, and I was at this hotel, and I had to get out to the, the, the job site, yep. which was you know about 20 miles away. Came out to the car, which was plugged in. Mm-hmm. It, it managed to turn over. It was minus 40. <laughs> but the tires were blocks. Yeah. So as I rolled away, I, if you can picture, <laughs> thunk, thunk, yep. thunk, thunk. Yep. Anyways, uh, they paid me. I got a few other gigs, but the, the, then I ended up uh, a guy from Ontario, okay, owned the Burns Building downtown okay. Calgary. Yep. And uh, his best friend that he went to school with was my previous landlord ah. in London, Ontario. Look at that, yep. So uh, the fellow that owned the Burns Building says to his buddy, he says, do you know of anybody that can, you know, take over this restaurant? Because I've got a tenant that's not paying the bills. Yeah. He hasn't paid me any rent, mm-hmm. and but I can't, I don't want to close it. I want to keep it running. Yep. He says, I know, just the guy. Yep, perfect. Yep, yep. called me up. I was on a houseboat <laughs> in the Okanagan. Yep. And I got this call. There's no cell phones back then, so I'm trying no. to figure out. How that, uh, How that happened. But yeah. I think what it was, was it was just, they called the hotel. They yeah. tracked me down. Found you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a message slip under the door, you yep. know, call this number. So I had to cut my vacation short to go back yep. and take over this restaurant, which was then called Virginia Lynn's and the Cajun Yankee. Do you remember that? No, I, uh, that's. Is that, uh, is that before your time? Yeah, and I grew up, I've only been here since 96. Okay. Yeah, I grew up in Winnipeg, so. So it was a Cajun restaurant yep. concept. It yep. was kind of, there wasn't anything wrong with the concept necessarily. Mm-hmm. But the fellow that did it took over 10,000 square feet. Yeah, that's a big space. Big yep. space. Had a big nut to cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, adjacent to the Performing Arts Center. Okay, across from City Hall. So good know, location. Good yeah. location. There was not Olympic Plaza back then. Right. You have, to, you have to try to picture there was a bunch of stores in that block okay. that the city owned yeah. that was going to get torn down to create Olympic Plaza. Right, but right. In the okay. meantime, you had stuff happening. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I took it over. I came in at 5 o'clock on a Friday, and somehow I had to manage to keep all the staff yep. and then keep all the equipment, which was all in on conditional sales contracts. So in other words, if mm-hmm. they didn't trust me, right. I would have no furniture, uh, no kitchen equipment. Everything, yeah. You know. yep. One guy pulled his equipment out. One guy, yep, and uh, which is a big mistake, because here I am, thirty-five years later, and he sure. could have had my business for, yeah, 35, for thirty-five years, years right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the one yeah. guy that stuck with me, believe it or not, was my meat supplier. Ah. I said to him, I said, "Listen, 
they owe you a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Here's what we're going to do. I will pay off the old debt on yep. a weekly basis. And uh, eventually we'll get caught up. Mm-hmm. You just keep supplying with me. They said, okay. Okay. Well, trust goes a long way, he's, right? He's just retired now. Yep. We're still dealing with him. Perfect. Yeah. After, after this many years. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, so. So that was a that was always a neat story is mm-hmm. following through and having suppliers like that. Those uh, very yeah, special those relationships, right? It becomes a a, a partnership as opposed to just a customer exactly. vendor uh, customer relationship. Yeah. It becomes a, a partnership. It is, but you know, uh, and again, I found myself managing a restaurant for someone else, which mm-hmm. was fine. But then what happened was uh, this is just this is pre Olympics, right? So of course we get the Olympic contract, Calgary. Oh yeah, it's coming in eighty eight. Yeah. And is coming in Olympic Plaza, mm-hmm. okay, which they were building, right. were going to build. Yep. And it was going to be ready by, you know, Christmas of 87, I think, something like that. Anyways, um, we started getting phone calls from different people saying, hey, um, can we book some of your restaurant, you know, for the Olympics? And going, yeah, yeah, we could probably look at that. More of those calls kept coming in. Then I started realizing, you know, hey, you know, we're sitting on something here. Yeah. So although I had a mandate to sell the restaurant to someone else, okay. nobody came forward. I went to the landlord and said, I'll take it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, something you, you could see what was coming, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. basically, just from the Olympics business, mm-hmm. we also got secured the contract for food services at Olympic Plaza. Nice. Okay. So we were yep. the only ones that were allowed to sell hot chocolate legally, ah, although yep. everybody tried. Sure. You know, yep. Couldn't keep them away. Yep. But anyway, so we made enough to pay for our investment. Nice. Okay. Yep. And then my wife and I bought our first house. Oh, there you go. There you go. It's all good. Uh, it was yeah. all good. Yeah. But I mean, all things come to an end. It turns out, again, I became a better caterer than I was a restaurateur. Yep. And so I gave up restaurants mm-hmm. and just got into catering full time. And that was in 95. 95, okay. And we moved into the building we're sitting in right now. Excellent. And a few years later, we bought it. Yeah. So one of the things with being in the food business is, is you know, Okay, I look at all these great restaurants down on 17th Avenue mm-hmm. and in Kensington, but they don't own their properties. Yes. You know, yep. they pay more in rent, some of them, a month mm-hmm. than I pay in taxes all year. Yeah. yeah. And I'm in the light industrial area. Yep. You know? Yep. And then thank goodness that people find us. A guy came in yesterday, he says, how long have you been here? I says, three and a half years. Yep. He says, damn. He says, I drive down here all the time. Yeah. He has a market stall okay. at the Crossroads market. Oh, so he's right by, yeah. He's right by us. Yeah. You've been here for three and a half years, and I didn't know you? And he was yeah. really upset yeah. because he had a really great meal. Yeah. <laughs> he thought he's been missing something he's for missing three out and a half three, years. Yeah, no doubt, no Same doubt. Thing. Yeah. So, um, question I've uh, started asking everybody, Jordan. What does barbecue mean to you? Oh, gosh, barbecue. Um to me, it's <laughs> the first thing that comes at me is smoke. Yep. <laughs> yep. You know, whether it be, uh, you know, um, with, with, with what we do in the smoker, I mean, I open up the smoker mm-hmm. and I get a waft of, I might just as well be at the campfire, yep. oh, you yeah. know, and it's that feeling. And everyone has that wonderful feeling mm-hmm. of being around the campfire yes, and, yep. and uh, and just the smells and the thoughts that that evokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, barbecue, for me, that's the first image, yeah. is the smoke. Yep. You know, The next image, of course, is the food. Mm-hmm. And I'm one of those guys that, and it's funny, I have no patience. 
and it's amazing it's a tough to one me. when you're in barbecue cooking it's barbecue tough, <laughs> it's tough with the barbecue that i'm doing because mm-hmm. you have to have that patience yep. i mean you should see me at home i get my grill going mm-hmm. and i'm one of those guys that i'll take i'll, I'll take a, a a pound of ribeye mm-hmm. okay season it up okay crank up that sucker get her going yeah and i get her seared yep. and you know and if i'm not standing there i've got a torch yep <laughs> <laughs> you yep. know the net effect is is i've got my dinner in 10 minutes right you know? yep. uh barbecue here is is uh low and slow yep. you know uh, but I have a lot of fun, you know, and and I have to say that uh, taking a raw piece of meat, okay, mm-hmm. and I was trying to explain that I've got a fellow working for us that's he's he's been in the business for about fifteen years, but he's never really trimmed meats, and, mm-hmm. you know. So I say, okay, okay, put the gloves on, take this piece of meat, and I want you to caress it, okay. What you're doing is mm-hmm. you're feeling the fat, yep, you're feeling the meat. You feel that fat there, that that that, that you could knock on. It's like yeah, that hard, uh, hard. Yeah. I said that goes mm-hmm. okay. You see that nice soft fat that you're going to render. Yep. Okay. I want you to leave for me a good half inch. Half inch. Yep. Yeah. That's on your brisket. You're talking. That's on yep. the brisket. Yep. And uh, so, anyways, he was he was going at it. He was he was caressing this brisket, and he was rolling it over and turning it. And I said, "You're going to have some people that'll want to trim that off and want to trim that off." I said, "I leave I leave it all on, yep. okay? Because when I pull that out, mm-hmm. you know that's the tastiest spot right that's, there on yep. the end there. <laughs> <laughs> that's quality control. Yeah, but uh, and there's other people that'll that'll trim it to within sure. an inch of its yeah. life. Yep. You know, I had a woman." call me up and she is apparently calling caterers all over the place you know because she's got brisket she's doing for her husband i says well what size is it she says it's 10 pounds i says oh you just got a baby where'd you find that yeah (laughs) little one little one (laughs) little one so then i'm trying to go okay well here's what you gotta do and she's got a she's got a small smoker and you know and i'm trying to give her directions i'm trying to Mm -hmm. tell her how to trim it yeah but meanwhile you know i've got stuff in the oven i've got soup (laughs) on the on the on the uh you know on the range top yeah i'm gonna so you know i gotta go now yeah yeah send her to youtube there's lots of lots of videos on that's it that's it there's a guy there's a guy named franklin you know yeah yeah uh, a lot of people so uh yeah and then anyways that's yeah. what barbecue means to me that's great yeah, yeah i love that uh the, the campfire analogy is uh, yeah well that's that's the first and foremost yep, absolutely. yeah absolutely so let's talk about kind of the the changes here over the last the last you know, year the, since got, we talked well last, uh, the, the yeah. last year but even uh, the last kind of three years uh, three and a half years. years so uh well, as you mentioned patty's kind of moved on to some different things Patty's and, moved on to different things yeah. what happened was is we had a lot of growth yeah and uh Unfortunately, Patty lost a little interest. I, I think what it is is uh, he's younger. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm going to call him a millennial, and uh, kind of like me and my steak at home. You know, mm-hmm. where I want it. You know, hot and fast. Um, millennials seem to want to have it all right away. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. Me, uh, when I was working, I was just happy to get into my 40s and. I'm pushing 50 before I'm finally out of debt. Right. You know, yeah. Uh, the millennials don't understand that. Mm-hmm. They want to be, you know, now. Yep. You know, I don't yeah. want debt now. Yeah. You know, and do, why do I have to work so hard? Because you're not. Mm-hmm. I'm going, 
well, they did. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Not everyone anyways. sees that. Uh, yeah. So anyways, the growth was really great. We mm-hmm. had such good comments from people. The press loved mm-hmm. us. The foodies loved us. Yep. And basically what happened was is, is we promoted the food more than the beer. Okay. So the beer, uh, well, we made great beer. Yes. But we didn't sell it outside. Yeah. We sold it in growlers. Right. Okay. We didn't can. Yeah. Okay. And then what happened when COVID hit, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, we got all of this beer in tanks that we can't serve by the glass right. because we're closed. Yeah. So uh, how are we going to get it to people? Well, we can put it into a growler. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But everyone else is canning. Mm-hmm. So we had to scramble. Last summer, we purchased a, a two-head canning machine. Okay. So you brought one in. Your brought one yep. in. But, I mean, we're behind the eight ball. Even though we were one of the, you know, the first 50 Mm. in Alberta breweries, we're still behind the eight ball because everyone else that's come on since then has had an opportunity to get into the market Mm. with their products. So when you go into a co-op store now... You will find Patty's beer. Okay. Yep. But you got to hunt for it. Right. Okay. In the middle aisle, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to find all of the the dandies, the 88s. The, sure. You know, the guys who've been got ahead of you, right? They've been doing it for a while. Yeah. And so that's probably the only thing that we've had to really, you know, make an about turnabout. Yeah. And the only other thing I've got to say with, with COVID is is with a with the business dropping off a bit mm-hmm. there isn't the opportunity to be able to experiment with the barbecue as right. much as I would like yep because it's not a full market mm-hmm. when we have a full restaurant it's easy for me to start playing yes you know try some different things trying and... some different things you know yeah. so what I was doing pre-covid was I was uh, you know buying uh, lean ground beef mm-hmm. Uh, then I had a recipe. I was using our, our spice mix mm-hmm. and a few other secret ingredients and making my own hamburger patties. Yep. And then I'd smoke them. Yep. Smoke burger, yeah. And then I, I also bake, so I made my own sourdough buns. Nice. So I was making this awesome hamburger, mm-hmm. you know, but and it was selling out. But now I don't have the business to be yeah. able to do that. So and something like that doesn't travel as well for takeout or delivery, so. No, no. Yeah. Yeah, so it was, anyways, it was more of a, and again, mm. a lunch thing, yep. you know. So, I had, not that I wanted to be in the burger business, but, but yeah, it's nice to have we've had to transition. We've yeah. gotten into more frozen foods, so I now take, I take what I do smoke, you yes. know, my brisket, we hand make our sausages, mm-hmm. and if I have leftovers, yes. okay, so first of all, a good barbecue joint does not serve leftovers. Correct. Okay. Yep. If you came in here today and got served yesterday's reheated brisket, yeah. you know, I can kiss goodbye to you mm-hmm. as, a, as a customer. Yep. Uh, a lot of places try to do that. But what I do do is I take my leftover brisket. Yeah. I might chop it up and add it in with my leftover mac, mac and cheese yep. and uh, package it up, freeze mm-hmm. it, and sell it. Yeah. And you can reheat it, and it's wonderful. It is. I've, yeah. uh, and I've, that's something I love that you guys do. Is that, <laughs> And it's, it's, it's economical. Yeah. Uh, yeah. it's, you know, you're not, it gives you something to do with those leftovers that gives you're not just, uh, getting rid leftovers, of leftovers, gives people the opportunity to get, to, mm-hmm. to purchase it, yep. you know, and then also we, we, we have a commercial, uh, I call it a cryovac machine, right. but, you know, a yeah. vacuum sealer. Yep. And, uh, we vacuum seal mm-hmm. our brisket. So I, I cut it into 
two pieces. Yep. Bit from the flat, bit from the point. Mm -hmm. Okay. Approximately a pound. Yep. Into the vacuum seal commercial that you can then sous vide. Mm -hmm. Now, that's the fancy term. That is, yes. Yep. I say boil a pot of water. Yeah. Throw it in there. Yeah. And throw it in. Yeah. Reconstitute it, leave it in the bag. Mm -hmm. It has the juices. And actually, it comes out just perfect it's, for yeah. somebody. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll take a bag out and if you're doing, you know, throw some tacos together or something. Oh, it's, gosh. Uh, yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And there's guys that make their own chili. Mm -hmm. like I yep. got guys coming in. They're looking for the bits and bites. Yeah. They'd be after they, chili. Then they don't have to cut it. Yeah. And then, then we're coming into camping season. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, the frozen ribs, the frozen brisket. Yep. You know, these guys, they stock up on it take off for the weekend yep. god all they got to do is boil a pot of water on the fire nice, uh, <laughs> and drop pretty it good uh, pretty good camp dinner <laughs> pretty good camp dinner Absolutely. so i mean that's how we've transitioned but again yeah. i do lament the fact that with not the full business mm. we're not able to have more fun yeah so i say to people well you must love being being the barbecue business and i'm going well yeah but you got to think i've got I got a machine to feed here. Yes. So uh, it's a commercial machine. Yep. And yes, I do have fun. I do enjoy what I do, but I'd like to do more and I could do more with more business. Yes. Yeah. So well, hopefully uh, that's my lament. As okay. we were just talking about vaccinations uh, before we started recording, uh, hopefully we can get uh, get everyone with needles in their arms before long needles here and we can arms, start getting yeah. back to something uh, some sort of I, I think I, and it's funny I don't know I, I'm trying to visualize you know, we've got an expanded patio yes, right now gonna, yep. and uh, the fire department gave me a rating of 80 people on my patio my rating inside is 69 okay so I can't serve inside yep. at all, yep. but I can't fit 80 people on no, the patio with, yeah. with physical distancing. Right. But I do end up with a, a, a nice amount of seating, but again, it's weather dependent. Yes, okay. and this, this time of year in Alberta, that's... Yes, uh, yes. <laughs> and we've just passed through uh, one of the nicer weekends, yep. and we're now segueing into the next weekend with snow. Yep. So... <laughs> Yeah, what was uh, this past weekend? It was uh, I was out in the yard all day Saturday. Oh God! In the short and t-shirts, working in the yard, and then Sunday I had a uh, six inches of snow in my backyard. Well, so I've got uh, a I've got a north facing backyard. Oh, yes, okay. yeah, same. Yep. And uh, seriously, on the Saturday, the last of the snow melted. In I the still backyard. I still had a chunk of there was, a pile. There. there was just a tiny little bit of yep. ice, and yep. and it was practically gone. <laughs> then the next morning, it was all covered in snow. Yep. 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 And now I got to do it all over again. So mm -hmm. today it's going to be 18, 19 yeah. degrees. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, it's that that it's that time yeah. of year. Sa yeah. Saturday we were out there and the, the kids were shoveling snow from <laughs> closer to the house to the backyard, the back fence where the where the sun where comes. It the sun. Yeah. And then <laughs> yeah, yeah, all, all for nothing. Yeah. Well, we brought out our uh, our patio chairs on yes. the weekend. Okay. And yep. then uh, yeah, that was it. So yep. yesterday we actually went out had a cocktail. Nice. Because they're in the sun, yeah, and took the cat out there, and I, yep. and I said, "Okay, stay away from the snow, buddy." <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that. You don't want that. Yeah. So uh, you kind of touched on uh, some of the menu stuff. Just kind of go through what what the menu is right now for you. Well, the menu right now we've got uh, we're specializing in in just our core items. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we do brisket, yep, and uh, we do uh, side ribs. Uh, we do pulled pork, uh, so... Somebody's getting it there. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The pulled pork. Now, we used to do uh, turkey breast right. rind yep. and smoked. The problem with that was we found that over the course of a day, it dried out a little too fast. Yep. Uh, although people love it, but it was expensive. Yeah. So now we're pretty much sticking with uh, the basics. Uh, you will get pulled pork, uh, sausages, which we house made. Yes. Now the sausages are the trim from some trim from the brisket yep. and the trim from the ribs. Yep. And uh, our special recipe, mm-hmm. you know, with a bit of cheese yep. and some That's fennel. Good. It's a good sausage. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's a good sausage. So we serve that in house on a daily basis. Right. And then we have what we call our feast meals. Yes. So a feast meal is, it's basically, it's, it's, it's brisket, side ribs, mm-hmm. pulled pork as a third meat. Now, on Saturdays, yep. we do do whole chickens. The chickens, yep. So what I do is I brine whole chickens. Mm-hmm. I split them. Yep. And I do up uh, half chickens, yep. seasoned, and uh, so we sell a half chicken, and we also make that our third, third meat. Third meat for the feast, know, yep. F- for the weekends. Yep. So, uh, but people can ask for anything. They can mm-hmm. ask for smoked chicken wings. Uh, now I'm doing, uh, when we trim up the side ribs, mm-hmm. okay, uh, I'm doing more of a St. Louis rib. Okay. Yep. So I'm getting a nice little trim off the side, yes. maybe about an inch, yep. okay. And uh, so what I'm doing is I'm saving those at the end of the week. I cook them off, mm-hmm. and I cut them up and portion them, you know, roughly like a, a pound raw weight, yep. you know, gives me about 9 to 10 ounce cook weight, yep. and uh, sell it as a side dish. Like rib tips kind of? Rib tips, yep. yeah. Perfect. Yep. So all we do is we just crisp them up in the fryer. Yes. Uh, coarse salt and mm-hmm. pepper, black nice. pepper. Yeah, little yep. appetizer. Little appetizer, yeah. Awesome. Sort That's of great with, to, and you're just you're so using. So we're, uh, we're trying to be economical yes. and using up what we can Absolutely. with the pulled right? pork we do ta- tacos as yes. well yep. you know so uh and then uh, our sides uh we've kept with our core sides mm-hmm. you know we have a great great baked bean recipe but yes. it's tomato beans so yep. it's vegetarian yep our potato salad we make with tahini yeah okay so it's vegetarian yep. and uh we make a coleslaw mm-hmm. with a vinaigrette yep vegetarian as yep. well so it's funny because we do get the odd you know, sure. One 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 half of one party yes, is the vegetarian, yeah. and mm-hmm. the other half is the meat eater. Well, yeah. nice you know, to have an offering uh, for everybody, right? For everybody, so, yeah. So it's a simple menu, mm-hmm. but you know, it's tried and true. Mm-hmm. And again, we're a barbecue joint. Yep. We're not a restaurant. Yes. Okay. Yep. And, and it's like. You're, you can go to a Hayden block or a Colmarie block, you know, yep. and I call those guys restaurants. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's a different. It's a different thing. I mean, yes, they do smoke their meats. Yes. Okay. Yep. But they're more mainstream. They're more trying to be a, a, a restaurant that does barbecue. Yes. Versus a barbecue joint. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I like to think that we're true Southern style barbecue. Mm. Yep. You're not going to get anything overly fancy here. Yep. You're just going to get damn good barbecue. Yep. You still doing the pastrami briskets on oh, Thursdays? Oh God, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that's that's a labor of love, you yep. know. So uh, the and again, trying to explain to people, you know, yes, this is a beef brisket. Yep. So it's just been brined, yep. okay, mm-hmm. for eight days. Yes. So we brine the pastrami for eight days. Yeah. Serve it every Thursday. Yep. So. And it's awesome. So it when is, we yeah. do a brisket sandwich on the Thursday, yeah. it's a little different. We make our own sauerkraut. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Sauerkraut, uh, grainy mustard, mm-hmm. pastrami. So again, it's pastrami slices versus chopped brisket yep. that we would do normally for the other sandwiches. Yep. 
And I got to kick myself every Thursday, you know. So I find myself the first sandwich. I'm sitting there chopping away at that pastrami. And I go, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny. You know what else is we're doing? We do a brisket poutine. Yes. Yep. And uh, I got to tell you, that is so popular. Yeah. We crank through so many poutines. Yep. Now, part of it is, it's simple. We yes. buy... We buy Alberta potatoes from the mm. Hutterites. Nice. Okay. We punch them ourselves. Mm-hmm. I just finished blanching a whole bag. Yeah. And uh, we make our own gravy. So if you imagine that I'm trimming up the ribs, well, there's, you know, apart from the, the belly meat, no, I don't hang on to, mm. but all the other trim and the bones go mm. into the bag. Yep. Get sealed up into the freezer. Yep. So every three weeks, I've got a big 80 liter kettle in there. Yep. So I make up stock. Nice. You know, yep. I do the carrots, the onions, the garlic, mm-hmm. the, the celery, and all of my trimmings. Yes. And it goes into that for about 18 hours. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes an awesome gravy, yep. let me tell amazing. you. amazing, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So then cheese, cheese curds. Well, cheese yep. curds a cheese curd. Cheese curd, yeah. yeah. You know, yep. but it's the gravy. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, again, it's great to see your using all of that stuff uh, reducing the waste and uh, it is because know. it's it's amazing the 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 f- what what I remember my footprint being mm. for waste in the yeah. restaurant business in the early days yeah. it was just horrible yeah now um, the only thing that goes out in the garbage is one bag yeah. a day and it's things like a dirty tin foil sure you know and that yeah you can't get away from it entirely get away but from it uh, we fill up when we're busy, you know, about five of those huge containers uh, of compost. Yep. And, uh, you know, a bin of recycling. Yeah. So, but I mean, my recycling bin's full. Mm-hmm. My compost bins get picked up once a week. Yep. My garbage gets picked up once a month. Wow. That's, so, uh, we've really reduced. That's great to see. And it's funny, the city does come by and check up on you. Oh, yeah. We've had inspections. Yep. Yep. Oh. They go, okay, yep. well, where's where's your... Where's your compost? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Even our grains. Our grains get picked up by yeah. a company and okay. get reused for sure. uh, for animal feed. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah it From is. the beer. Yeah. 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 Let's talk about the beer a little bit. Oh, uh, God. The beer program. Yeah, I'm getting thirsty. <laughs> water. Water. Yeah, yeah well, take a drink of water. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. Normally, if we if we if we yeah. were doing this in the yeah. in, in the afternoon, afternoon yeah, it's still yeah. morning. So yeah, well. still morning. So yeah. we're on water. Uh, yeah, the beer's great. Uh, yeah. We've got a great brewmaster. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, we're small batch, so we have six uh, five hundred liter fermenters. Okay, so five hectoliters, or they call it a, a five hex system. So okay. our kettle brews up five to six hectoliters of yep. beer at a time, and it goes into the fermenter. Depending upon what we're doing, uh, we do specialize a lot in our lagers. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, uh, our reverse osmosis water. Okay. okay? Yeah. So we've got a thousand liter tank that uh, we draw from. Yeah. So basically, y- you picture it's it's not spring water, it's not tap water, it's zero water. Right. It has nothing in it. Yeah. Okay. And then what we do is we use it to build a profile. So if you want a true pilsner, mm-hmm. okay. It has a profile. Right. So what we're doing is we're taking zero water and adding back into it. Right. And again, a Pilsner is a lager. Mm-hmm. It takes maybe five to six weeks for it to clarify. Right. You know, versus two to three weeks for an ale. Right. So you'll find most of the breweries are cranking out 
two week ales. Sure. Because it's just, it's just, turnover, it's, right? it's, it's, it's a machine, yeah. you know, for us, it's more of an art form. Yep. So, and we're also working with our neighbors, uh, a distillery mm-hmm. where we're taking their vodka ah. and, uh, our recipe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're doing a blackberry lemonade. Okay. So if you can picture doing 500 liters of a blackberry lemonade. Wow. Yep. And if you look over in the corner, it's called the berry patch. Right. Okay. Yep. Okay. So what it is, it's a vodka soda. Okay. But it's refreshing. Yeah. So we sell it on tap. Yep. So on the patio on a sunny day, a jug of that, you know, goes a long way. Yep. But we also put it into cans too. Perfect. Yep. So, and so as a manufacturer, we're able to sell anything, mm-hmm. you know, so we can put hard liquor, we can sell hard liquor, we can make things with hard liquor right. oh, and perfect. sell it. Yep. Yeah. So it's kind of neat what you can do. Yeah. But uh, it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. You should see me with the blackberries in the kettle. Yeah, a little messier, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Messy, yeah. yeah. Now, you mentioned the beer is available at Co-op. Any other uh, we're trying local to, retailers? It, because we're small batch, yeah. we are in different uh, select liquor stores, okay. I'm going to say. Yep. Uh, you know, um, in our neighborhood, you yep. know, a, a couple in the Beltline, mm-hmm. uh, you know, J-Web. Uh, and then we've decided to specialize in the co-ops because they're all over the city and uh quite frankly uh when it sells Mm -hmm. we can just only keep up right that's the other thing too is we can't Mm -hmm. we can't sell province-wide because we don't have the volume not the yeah Yeah. not the so we're small batch but uh, people can look forward to either purchasing it Mm in-house here yeah because we actually have more brands available here so every okay. time we do like for instance if you look on the board there yep so we've got uh the hoppy hair ale yep. okay so that hoppy hair ale before it went into the tank we did 15 flats okay in cans yep so we only sell it here right okay um the american ipa mm-hmm. again we put it into 15 flats and we sell right. it here. Right. So there'll be beers in our fridge that you won't find anywhere right. else. More selection here. Yeah. Yep. The core beers are Black Lager, Vienna Lager, Pilsner, and Red Ale. Yep. You will find in co-op. Okay. So yeah. the, the core one's there and then the specialty. Specialty uh, are here. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. So it's always good to come by and yep. see what's... You know, uh, because you can put together your own four pack too. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, and then the, the growler fills as well. Growler fills, yeah. And yep. then you got to watch, you know. And, and everyone's everyone's good. Yeah. But get used to watching social media. Mm-hmm. If you follow us on social media, you yep. know, at Patty's Bar Brew, Patty's Brew BQ, and uh, primarily Twitter and Instagram. Yep. Because we might quite often I'll put the growler fills on sale. Right. Regular growler fill is twelve dollars. Sale price is ten. So if you've got three or four growlers to fill up, it's worthwhile. Yep. Excuse me. Can I interrupt for a second? Yeah. Are you going to be able to get that order up? I'm doing it, yeah. Yeah, we'll be just a couple minutes. Yeah, oh, <laughs> no, I'm do the order up. He's got to get the gravy going. He's got one. And the fryer's on. And turn the fryer up. Oh. Yep. Don't, well, I don't want two fryers, just one. He just has to turn the fryer up. That's what he did. Okay. 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 And gravy. Yeah, he's uh <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. Business, uh, yeah, business, business calls. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so just before we wrap up, where can folks uh, find you? The location here and uh, you yeah, mentioned so, the social media. So basically, uh, yeah, follow us on social media. Yeah. Uh, Google Patty's Barbecue. Mm-hmm. You know, that'll give you the, the inroads. 
But I definitely say follow us because quite often I will put things on sale. Yes. Like I'll take our brisket, our frozen brisket sometimes. The regular price is $14 a pound. I put it on sale a lot of times for yep. $10 a pound. Yep. And, uh, and <laughs> the unfortunate thing about that is once people get to know that, they go, Oh, I'm not buying it at 14. I'm going to wait till Jordan puts it on sale again. <laughs> yep, and yep. I'm going to come in and buy it. Yep. But, uh, yeah, always a good thing. We're uh, in what was known as the Barley Belt. Yes. still is. Okay. Yeah. Some have opted out of calling themselves a part of the Barley Belt. Right. Which is unfortunate. Yep. Because it was a brand. Mm-hmm. And we are a group of, of, of breweries that you can yes. walk between. Yeah. Okay. And we all do different things. Mm-hmm. And we just happen to have really good food. Yes. So if you're going to do a walkabout, yep. <laughs> stop in here first. Yeah. Get a good base on. Yep. <laughs> get a good base on. food in the belly to yeah, soak everything up. Yep. Don't come in last yeah. after you've been to three other breweries, yeah. please. You yeah, know? when you're all sloppy. Yeah. And well, no, because then what you do is you're ordering all of this food, yeah. but you're not enjoying it. Yes. You yeah. Know? yeah. So we're just one block off of McLeod Trail, right yep. next to the Burnsland Cemetery. Yep. And uh, it's funny. I don't know. Did, when you drove up, did you notice all the rabbits? Uh, I've seen the rabbits. Yes. Oh yeah. Didn't Gosh. see them. I didn't see them this morning. But uh, oh. yeah. There's just there's hundreds. Yes. Of bunnies. Yes. Okay. And yep. they're all over the place. Yep. So I call it bunny tourism. Yeah. Cars pull up. And you'll see families, you yeah. know, they get out and they've got some carrots and they're feeding the rabbits and, <laughs> yep. you know, and the little kids. And yeah. uh, just a caution that they are wild animals. Yeah. Yep. Don't stick your fingers too close. Yeah, be careful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They are, they're, they're actual rabbits, though, here. They're rabbits. Up in yeah, the, where I'm at, hares. yeah, up in the northwest, that's all we have is the the jackrabbits. They the call jack them or the hares. The yeah. hares, yeah. They're, they're, same thing. I'm up are, in Mount Pleasant. Yeah, these are much cuter. And I drive over to Edmonton Trail to yeah. get down, and in that short four block, yeah. I uh, pass about uh, four or five hares. Yes. Okay. Yep. And uh, which is, well, you can tell the hares again. Yeah. If for those that don't know, yeah. they're very distinctly different. Yeah. Longer ears, yeah. Uh, different hind legs, yeah. but they change color. They're yes. white in the winter. And have you noticed now? They're yep. turning. Yep. They're turning already. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Absolutely. Yep. Well, I'll let you get back to, uh, uh, to work here just real quick. Uh, it's dinner time. You got maybe the grill going or the smoker. What's uh, what's your go-to meal, Jordan? What's my go-to meal? Yeah, oh, ribs. Ribs. I love the side ribs. Yeah, you know, and uh, and for me too. Uh, I, I I love our wings. Mm-hmm. Now we take our wings. Uh, they're a good size. You know, mm-hmm. just to educate. If you're going for wing night somewhere. They're classified as a count per pound. Okay. So a wing night will give you a 12 to 14 count. Small. So that's yep. the smaller wings. Like, you, like shrimp when you buy frozen shrimp. Exactly. Here at the count. Yep. So you would get 12 to 14 on average wings to the pound. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those are smaller. Ours are uh, an 8 to 9 okay. count. Or 8 to 10. So good, good, meaty, good size meaty they're, wing. They're yeah. meaty. And mm-hmm. then what we do is we brine them, okay, for five days yep. before smoking. Yep. And same thing with our chickens are yep. brined. Okay. And it's funny because the chicken is just so tender. And mm-hmm. It is. But, you know, and again, it's an education process, too, because somebody comes up to me and says, this chicken's not cooked. And I'm going, yeah. well, <laughs> when you brine them and smoke them like that, uh, the meat is tender and sometimes yep. it is pink. Yeah. But 
I guarantee you that yeah. that that chicken is fully cooked. It's just so awesomely yeah. tender. Yeah, okay. and the smoke rig will throw people off too, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, when I used to smoke the burgers, you know, yeah. again they come out with that pink uh, pink hue. Yep. Yep. And I had some guy bring his burger back, you know, and I go, I can't, I can't eat this. It's not cooked. I go, yeah, yeah. Sorry, bud. It's yeah. it's you know, it's it's fully it, actually, it is more cooked yeah. because I will temp it at above 160 yeah okay for you if i was cooking it myself yeah, <laughs> yeah. less yeah. less yeah yeah you know where it came from you yeah. trust it yeah. Yeah. yeah anyways that's awesome jordan thanks so much for doing this well, listen, appreciate thanks it. for uh, coming again i'm glad yeah. we could do this yes. and uh number one and number 150 that's right yeah oh yeah and well, one in between there last year and one, we, yeah. Yeah. we talked oh, during we, uh, the we covid uh, one in there yeah, yeah. yeah. it's so. nice to keep up absolutely yeah and thanks for keeping in touch absolutely. and uh, actually yeah. i love following you on your instagram account because you have so much fun with your barbecue i, do. I know uh, yeah awesome thanks sir thanks very much thank you so much to jordan from patty's for sitting down with me for episode number 150 and thank you for tuning in i'm working on something new for the show intro so listen in for that coming in the next couple of weeks. I think it's going to be great. This episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast has been brought to you by Rumi by Atco. Cold drafts, flickering lights, and where's that leak coming from? If you've ever wondered what's really going on in your home, Rumi's Ask a Home Inspector service can help. Connect with a certified professional home inspector by phone or video call and get your questions answered. Rumi will let you know what's easily fixable with a little DIY or when you might need to call in some professional help. Visit rumi.ca, that's R-U-M-I dot C-A, and book your Ask a Home Inspector appointment today. Here in Alberta, we're back in the middle of another lockdown as the COVID case numbers skyrocket. The restaurant industry has suffered greatly over the past 14 months, and I feel gutted thinking about my friends in the barbecue business here in the province they are once again limited to takeout and delivery only. Our family is going to try and support as many local restaurants and small businesses as we can over the next few weeks, and I can only ask that you do what you can to support your local barbecue joints wherever you are in whatever way you're comfortable and able. Whatever you're doing, wherever you're going, stay safe, wear your masks, and get your vaccinations as soon as you're able. The Eat More Barbecue Podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. The Canadian Podcast Award nominees for 2021 were announced this past week, and once again, a number of APN shows are in the running. One of those in the Outstanding Fiction Series category is Makeshift Stories, a bi-weekly journey into the improbable. Explore space-time, alternate realities, the near future, and the unexplained in a unique genre-crossing blend of original sci-fi stories please visit www.albertapodcastnetwork.com for links to makeshift stories and all the other great shows on the network. That's a wrap, everybody. See you all next week. Hey, friends. Thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to subscribe to the show, and I'd love it if you'd leave a rating and review. You can find me online at eatmorebarbecue.ca and also at albertabbqtrail.ca. Check out the listing of joints on the Barbecue Trail site and show them your support. If you're not in Alberta, get out and show your local barbecue joints some love. 
Give me a follow on Twitter at Eat More Barbecue and on Facebook and Instagram at Eat underscore More underscore Barbecue. If you have any questions or guest suggestions, my email is eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com. Thanks to Alan Horbin for the great music on this and every episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast. This podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported, and is a production of Eat More Barbecue Digital Media. Till next time, folks, keep on smoking. <laughs>